Mic check, one, two, mic check, one, two, with us testing the mics. What's up, Pop? Where you at? Hey, what's up, son? Mic check, one, two, Mike. I'm here. I'm here. Mic check, one, two. There we go. There we go. Episode 23 with us testing the mics. Mic check, one, two, mic check, one, two. Mic check, one, two. Capturing the world. I am a sinner who's probably gonna sin again. Lord, forgive me. Lord, forgive me. Things I don't understand. Sometimes I need to be alone. Trick don't kill my vibe. Trick don't kill my vibe. I can feel your energy from two planets away. I got my drink, I got my music, I will share it. But today I'm getting straight, don't kill my vibe. 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 Uh, look inside of my soul and you can find gold and maybe get rich. Hold up, Trinidad James in four weeks, but now my album platinum and shit. So what? Y'all keep the numbers. I'm more than another statistic, my n- this courtesy of Compton. Brooklyn go hard, motherfucker. Love me on the east like I'm Chuck D. Dominicans wish that I was born there. I'm looking to be the god MC. You look at my hat and see thorns there. I look at the game and see porn there. I'm fucking this industry hard. I'm back at this money, teabagging your honey. You thought I was fresh off the yard. Don't brag to me, tell me you're lightweight. They tell me you're nice and I'm lightweight. Go get me a knife, you're looking like steak. And when the steaks are high, I steak out for days. And when the water was high, you're probably full shape. But we ain't thirsty. Hey, what's going on, y'all? This is episode 23 of the Caption the World Podcast. And this is David Carmichael the second again. I got my dad back on the podcast. What's up, dad? What you doing? Hey, what's up, son? I'm here with you. I'm here. I'm in the house. Everything's on fire. <laughs> That's what's up, man. Um, we just finished watching the Super Bowl. We was going for the Chiefs. Um, it looked like um, the 49ers had them for a second, but, you know, Patrick Mahomes, you know, brought them boys back and ended up, you know, pulling it out, man. So what did you think about the game? Well, I call him Patrick, my homeboy. That's what I call him. <laughs> um, I was talking to a whole lot of people at church today and throughout the week, letting them know that I was going for Kansas City and that um, Patrick, my homeboy, was going to um, take it, you know. Um, as you know, I went to school out in Kansas, so I was rooting for them. And uh, I had to read, he, he deserved it, you know what I'm saying? That's and right, I, that's right. And the honey badger, uh, he he deserved one as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm real glad that Andy Reid got him a ring finally, um, being the Eagles coach for so long. I think he went to like, he went to like four straight NFC championship games, and he made it to the Super Bowl once with the Eagles, and they lost to the Patriots. And then, you know, going to the, the Chiefs and going to the playoffs, but never making it back to the Super Bowl until, you know, this time. And then finally to win the ring is real good, man. So I'm real happy for um Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes and um just the whole team, man. I mean, it was a good game. You know, shout out to the 49ers. Um, they fell short, but that was a good game, man. Very, way better than last year's game. <laughs> Definitely it was. Um, 49ers, they, they was balling, you know, they – they came out and um, was doing their thing. You know, people always say defense win championships, but it shows the offense. Your offense can win your championship as well. You know, their uh, Kansas City defense um, played well, um, especially in the second half and in the third quarter. They played uh, played uh, very well when they counted. Um, they stopped them um, three and out, uh, which was the first time they stopped them all night long, three and out. And after they did that, the ball game was um, different, totally different. Man, most definitely, man. Um, 
And one thing I we both said was, you know, um, the score was 20 to 10. And it was like fourth quarter, like halfway through the fourth quarter. And we was like, man, uh, the Chiefs got to, you know, go ahead and try to score quickly so they can get back in the game. And um, with that playoff game, I think when they played the the Texans, they was down like, what, 24 to zip or 21 zip? Something like that. Yeah, and they came back, man. They ended up scoring like 50 points at the end of the game. Exactly. And as you can see, the score was 31 to 20 at this game. And, you know, San Francisco didn't score again after the fact. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, and that's one thing I can I can I can tell by the Chiefs, like they're always a team that you can't you can't count out. Like, you know, Patrick Mahomes being a former MVP and Andy Reid being a good coach that, that he is, it was just you had to wait till the clock hit zero zero before you can make a decision, you know what I'm saying? So but yeah, overall shout out to the Chiefs, man, for for winning that ring. And hopefully the Cowboys can do something next year, man. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also if I may add about the Chiefs, you know, this all stems from last year. You know, when they played against um, well, the Patriots, um, Tom right? Brady, the yeah. Patriots and and uh, AFC Championship last year, and they fell short because of, when they won in overtime, they never got a chance to get the ball back. Right. Hopefully, um, uh, one day uh, the commissioner of the uh, NFL might change that rule. You know, because it might hurt some, another team along along the. Um, Upcoming years, you right? Know, along but, the way, uh, yeah. Like I said, they they redeemed themselves and uh, from last year, and, and I feel as though they they really deserve it to win the um, trophy this year because what took place last year, you know. So, and and you know, like I said, it, it, it's not how you um, how you start; it's how you finish, you know. All the um, time, yeah. Forty Niners when they had them twenty to ten, um, they was feeling real good about themselves. But like I say, you know, you got to finish the ball game, you know. And um, KC, that's what that's what they do. They've been doing it all year long. Um, sometimes when they get behind, twenty one points, twenty points, ten points, whatever you may have, right. they 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 always finish the game. You always got to finish the game of life, you know. Just like you know, finish the game of 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 life. What I mean by that, and everything that you do, you got to finish. Most definitely, man. Like I definitely agree with that. Um, I mean, and speaking on that, man, and relating to what you just said, um, I wanted to like just dedicate an episode to the the late great Kobe Bryant, and um, you know, mama mentality. Just want to talk about that. And um, before we talk about Kobe, man, um, um, what made you a Lakers fan? I know you know he was always well, a Lakers fan. <laughs> I'm glad you asked that. Son. Well, I've been um, I've been liking the Lakers all my life. Been liking the Lakers all my life. And uh, the reason why I like the Lakers is because of Showtime. Magic Johnson, Jane Worthy, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Mm-hmm. Um, I can go on. I mean, Byron Scott, you know, um, them boys, man, Showtime. Them boys, when they get on the, when they get on the court, man, it, it, it's just like Showtime. You know, Showtime at the Apollo, you know. That's right. They, 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 they um, feed the ball. Magic come down the court, feed the ball with everybody, you know, to everybody. And uh, they don't call them Magic for nothing, you know. He, he he matched going to court, you know. Mm-hmm. So I began to like them way, 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 way back then. That's the only NBA team I ever liked um, was the Lakers. And I like the colors, um, the yellow and purple, you know, just just so sweet, you know. Mm-hmm. And um, Elgin Baylor and, uh, and uh, you know, you got um, Jerry West. You know, yes, you, got, you got a lot of players, you know. And then you, you – you, and then you got the up and coming cats that that was uh came along after them, um, you know Robert Orr, um, Kobe Bryant, um, 
Shaq, Big yeah, Diesel. Can't forget about Shaq, you know. Sir. So now you got LeBron and AD now. You yeah, know. LeBron and AD. You know, so but you know you, we dedicating this 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 episode episode episode. Um, excuse me to uh, Kobe Bryant, the late uh, Kobe Bryant. Um, you know, his, you know his dad played as well. He played for the Lakers as well. Right. You know, Kobe. Um, um, what they call him? Um, Jelly Bean. What they call him? They call him. Uh, I think his dad was called Jelly Bean, right? Jelly Bean. Yeah, mm-hmm. his dad was called Jelly Bean, and. Um, you see Kobe, he wanted to be one of the greatest ever played. Um, he patterned his game out the, the greatest, uh, Michael Jordan. You know, and it's a blessing that this is the 23rd uh, episode. All right, yeah. And the number 23rd represents Michael Jordan. Right. And so after 23 comes 24. Exactly. And that's Kobe number, even though he wore the number eight as well. You know, eight, you know, is an awesome number as well, you know. It shows, um, it represents um, the glory of God, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there you have it. Uh, I'm a true Laker fan. Hey, that's what's up, man. I was more of a uh, of a Philly fan growing up when I first started watching basketball, being a being an Iverson fan. And of course, he's from here, so I kind of gravitated to him. And um, as far as the memory of Kobe, we're gonna talk about, you know. He, each of ours, you know, best memory of Kobe Bryant. I'm gonna start first though. Um, okay. I can say my first, my first, well, my greatest memory of Kobe. I can say a couple of memories. Um, one memory I know I, I remember was when um, Iverson played. It was the Philly Philly versus the Lakers in the 2001 Finals. The first game. The first game, and mm-hmm. you know, Iverson. Um, it was going back and forth. Iverson, Kobe, and Shaq was all going crazy in that game. I think Iverson finished for like forty eight points, mm-hmm. and um, they ended up going to overtime, and he uh hit that that jumper over Tyron Lue, and he just stepped over him like mm-hmm. and that was like a memory I would never forget watching that game. Like right. man, he just stepped over him like actually watching the like it's one thing if you've seen a highlight that everybody talks about, but like actually seeing the game that it happened, you know what I'm saying? That's right, bubble like, shot. It's uh, just like right. it's just crazy, man. Uh-huh. But just you know, I wasn't really a big Kobe fan. Um. Because I was an Iverson fan, so and when they when Iverson lost that finals, I was like, man, you know, I, I ain't really I hated the Lakers, man. Like, I just I wanted Iverson to win a ring so bad. But over time, you know, watching Kobe, watching Kobe's career, and the more I, I understood basketball, you know, by me playing basketball growing up, I respected his game a lot more growing up. Mm-hmm. You know, and this respected the player that he was, and just the grind he put into his uh, his craft. And it was the reason why he was so great. You know, everybody can be great, like in a, in a certain aspect. You know, if you want to be the great of the greatest of the greats, you got to put in the time. Um, you know, that extra time into your craft. And I heard a lot of stories where you know people would be going out to the club after the game, but Kobe would be, would be like, "I'm gonna just go to the gym after right after the game, put up some extra shots." He was always a hard competitor, always went above and beyond to get to where he wanted to get to in life and it showed by his um you know accomplishments in the game so um and then another another moment was um his last game of course when he um scored 60 points against the Jazz in his last game as a Laker I can remember watching that game man that was like in 2016 and there's all the celebrities that was at the game and it was just like pandemonium just watching that and just seeing his career come to an end even you know Everybody can't end their career with, with a championship, but that was still a good way to go out. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Yeah, that would be like a memory that we all will remember. So, so yeah, man. What about you? So let me ask you this too before you stop talking about Kobe. I want you um ask you that. Uh, what was one of your um, your favorite dunks or uh, or highlights of Kobe in a game? Like you know, Ooh, man. So many, so many of them jumps, man. Uh, I know one would be the one against Steve Nash in the playoffs when he got the. Uh, the steal, remember that? He got a steal mm-hmm, at mm-hmm, half court, mm-hmm. and then he just went up for the dunk. Steve Nash, just he was in the wrong place at the wrong time and just got dunked on, man. But it was just vicious. Up. It was real vicious. Mm-hmm, he just mm-hmm. was like, all right, you going to get in my way. You're going to have to you be on a highlight reel, you know what I'm saying? And that's like a dunk that they will always play all the time. That dunk, and then when he dunked on Dwight Howard, mm-hmm. when Dwight Howard was a rookie. Remember that dunk? Mm-hmm. I remember that dunk. Just, just yammed on him, man, and then mm-hmm. – after the game, they was talking about the dunk, and Kobe was like, "Yeah, I, I just had to bap- baptize him right quick." You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> that was all. That yeah, was all funny awesome. to me, mm-hmm. man. But it's just so many other dunks that I can't even remember. But mm-hmm. no, I can definitely remember those two. Those two, okay. Yeah. What about you? Well, um, I would say my favorite dunk from Kobe was when he, um, when he was in the dunk contest. Okay. All those yeah. dunks. All those dunks. I mean, you know, he uh, came from different uh, angles. And uh, if you go back and look at some of his highlights, you YouTube some of his highlights, you'll understand what I'm saying. I can't really pinpoint one or two. It's so many. Mm-hmm. And um, also, I like the one that when he um, – I can't remember who they was playing, but he came down a court and he dunked. Um, he did a reverse dunk, and it was just so nasty. I believe it was playing against um, Boston. That reverse dunk. I think I remember that dunk. Yeah, he was yeah. playing against Boston. But um, my most imp- um, my most impression with Kobe was he had the mama mentality. Yes, you know, not just with basketball, but with everything that he did, but but mostly was with basketball. You know, it's a particular story that you can uh, hear some of the um, people say and some of the sports um, writers um, said that um, one time him and um, when he, I guess he was a rookie at mm-hmm. the time when he, uh, him and um, Iverson was together and uh, and it, it, was, it was after something, they went to something or they just had something and he had, um, uh, AI Chuck had asked him, um, Kobe, what you about to do? Kobe said, uh, Iverson, well, I, I, Chuck X Iverson, um, what you about to do? I mean, I'm sorry. Iverson asked Kobe, right? Iverson asked Kobe, what you about to do? Right, right. Kobe said, well, no, man, what you about to do? Chuck said, I'm about to go to the club. And uh, Kobe said, I'm about to go to the, the gym. gym. Right. <laughs> so that's the mama yeah. mentality, you know. Right. And and when he created the mama mentality, I had to um go back and find out the mama, the mama, the mama, what it what is it? Then I I got to thinking uh he's talking about the um that green snake and the black snake right. um that I was watching on the Discovery Channel, the Animal Channel, and I was like, Wow, okay. Okay, he re- he was relentless. I mean, he at everything he do, you know. So I have to um, apply that to my life. And once you uh, apply the mama mentality to your life, there's no stopping, you know. And um, 
And one and one particular thing that I like about Kobe, he changed his number from eight to twenty-four. That was my number as well in high school. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's talk about that. I ain't gonna cut you off, but um, yeah, the, like you just kind of get into what I was about to talk about talk about anyway. Okay. Um. So yeah, the number twenty-four. Um. Um. I know that was you know that's your favorite number, and that ended up, ended up becoming my favorite number because that was your favorite number, and um. From what I researched, because I never really knew why Kobe's changed number to 24 at first, but this is what I found. It said uh, Kobe Bryant's first high school number was 24 before he switched to 33. Um, after the Lakers' season ended, Bryant, Bryant said on TNT that he wanted 24 as a rookie, but it was unavailable because um, it was unavailable. I guess somebody else had 24. And then 33 was was retired by Kareem. Mm. And um Kobe Bryant wore number 143 at the Adidas ABCD AB, camp. Mm-hmm. And he chose number 8 by adding those numbers together. Mm-hmm. So that's how he chose number 8. Okay. And I guess, you know, later on in his career, he finally made that switch to 24. And um so yeah, let's talk about that and this um how 24 became your favorite number. What it, what it represents to you? Well, as you know, um on super duper um worldwide Dallas Cowboy fan, uh-huh. die hot. And um back in the days, um this guy named Everson Wall played um cornerback. He was just so sweet and he had that number one. And um I said, Well, that's gonna be my number as well and but one particular reason why um I choose number twenty four because I said I'm gonna be on you all day long, 24/7, 24/7. I'm gonna be on you, and, and it's 24 hours in a day. So mm-hmm. I had to say to myself that I'm gonna be on you 24/7, 24 hours, and I'm gonna be on you for the whole 24 hours. I'm gonna be doing this and that for 24 hours. I'm gonna go hard for 24 hours. And um, I believe that's one of the reasons why Kobe picked that number two. They had that mama mentality that he right. was going to go all at times. you yep. at all times, 24 hours in a day. So that means I'm going to go at you all day, relentless. Hey, that's a fact, man. And um, I can, I can, I can kind of see that, um, you know, by going from eight to 24, that was kind of a change in his career. As far as I mean, number eight was was great, man. Um, but maybe you can say twenty four was the more, I guess, mature Kobe. Well, I feel like he was always mature in the game. He like coming out of high school, he was always ready to to be in the NBA. But just you know, the last couple of seasons wearing number eight, he he kind of struggled. You know, he he was still playing good, but his team wasn't his team wasn't that good. You know, by Shaq leaving and um, you know, having to carry the team on his back. Those last couple of years being number eight was kind of, um, you know, underwhelming. But, you know, once he changed to 24 and he ended up getting some more pieces on his team, he kind of reinvented himself and won two more rings and, you know, finished off his career with a bang, you know what I'm saying? So, um, but, yeah, man, like 24, that's, it means a lot to, to me as well, just, you know, playing basketball. I always wanted to wear number 24, even before Kobe changed his number. And then even when Kobe and then when Kobe changed his number, it made it even better for me. Like, man, you know, it's a it's a superstar in the league wearing twenty four. I never really I wasn't really no superstars wearing number twenty four, from what I can remember. You know what I'm saying? But once Kobe put that number on, that made it even better for me. Like, man, I wanna be just like him. You know, I was an Iverson fan, but 
you know, like I said before, like growing up later on in my life, I respected Kobe's game and became, became more of a fan of his as well. So, um, yeah, that number means a lot to me all the time, forever, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, but going back to the mama mentality, man, um, like I know what I, what I researched about what Kobe said about it, he was saying, I'm going to read a quote that he said, it said, um, mama mentality is all about focusing on the process and trusting the hard work when it, when it matters most. And he said this in the Amazon, the Amazon book review. And he came and he said some more. He said, uh, it's the ultimate mantra for the competitive spirit. It started just as a hashtag that came to me one day and it's grown into something athletes and even non-athletes can embrace as a mindset. And that's true. I agree with that. And he also went to say, hard work outweighs talent every time he continued mama mentality is about 4 a.m workouts doing more than the next guy and then trusting in the work you've put you put in when it's time to perform without studying preparation and practice you're leaving the outcome to fate i i don't do fate in fact the mentality became such a phenomenon that kobe wrote a book about it and the book is called the mama mentality how i play and um, it says Kobe talked about the mentality and how he passed it down to other players like LeBron. So that's that's a lot, man. That's real powerful. So yeah, going back to what you said, man. So what what else does it mean to you? What does the mom mentality mean to you? What well, the mom mentality also means to me is that you you must put in um, dedication, hard work. You must be true to yourself. Um, um, you must not quit um, when times get tough. You must finish all your tasks that you um, that's ahead of you. Um, um, you must um, you must not give up. Mm-hmm. Whatever you um, trying to accomplish in life, um, it don't make no different um, where you come from. Um, it's where you're going. That's and, right. Um, the mom mentality teaches you to keep your head on straight and in order to get to where you're going you must uh, have that relentless attitude no quit attitude and you must be able to be able to listen and learn and um, and watch your steps as a matter of fact you want you want God to order your steps you know um, you must not lean to your understanding, but you must acknowledge God in all your ways. Uh, he will um, direct your path. Um, you must get up when you don't feel like getting up. You must keep going when you don't feel like keep going. Yes, sir. Um, you just have to have that mama mentality in your head every day, every minute, every second of the day if you want to succeed in whatever you're trying to succeed in. Yeah, I can agree with that, man. And um, just relating to what you just said, um, I think on the interview I seen of Kobe, um, he was saying something about you know, um, life is short, and you know it's kind of ironic that he said that. I think it was like less than a year ago, and um, and but that's true though because you know a lot of people say, man, I, I'm gonna start tomorrow, or I'm gonna start whatever you want to do in life. You're like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna start week from now or a month from now or you know whatever you're trying to do but you know 
you can just start the day. Well, like, you don't know what how long you got on this earth, and and it's kind of like it's kind of easy for us to think that we got so much time, um, but we don't. And, and a lot of things that we do, we we push off a lot of things, thinking that we got time to do this and do that. Um, but you know, we can change our mindset to say, you know, if how come I can't just start now? You know, even when it comes to like dieting or getting to the getting in the gym or reading that book or just doing whatever you want to do, man, you can start today and don't keep, stop pushing stuff back. And, um, if you want to be great, just, um, put in the extra time that somebody else isn't doing because guarantee that a lot of people that whatever position you want to be in in life, those people that you look up to put in a lot of work to get to where they got to get to, you know, they just didn't get there just out of nowhere. Like they put the time in, the dedication and the hard work to become who they are now. And um, like you said, it's to never stop grinding and just to believe in yourself and just to go that extra mile, you know, um, where you think that you just, you gave it all you got. You just got a little bit more you can, you can, you can give, you know, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and um, just, yeah, man, just don't quit, man. And just don't think, you know, just don't do the bare minimum, Um, you know, just you know this is oh i did this man i'm good with what i did mm-hmm. and sometimes we can't really blame if we're at a certain point of our life that we want to get to um we at a certain point of our life that we want to get to but we're not there yet we kind of complain like come this person got this and got that mm-hmm. and it's, that's not fair but you just got to look at yourself and look at look in the mirror and look at what you're doing to yourself you know and and look at what they're doing. You know, don't look at them as being jealous. Look at what they really did and, and see what you can do to incorporate that in your life and to become some to become your own person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And that's what the mom mentality means to me. And that's what I think Kobe meant by that was that's why he was so great because a lot of people won't a lot of people in the NBA weren't weren't willing to do what he had to do to become great. I mean, it was a lot of probably great players in the NBA that he played with, but it was only a handful of them that were on that level, on his level. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people can, you know, you might make it on the team, you might, you know, start, or you might come off the bench, but to be that Hall of Famer, five-time champion, um, I can't remember how many All-Stars he made, but just all those accolades. 18. He got 18 All-Stars, right? Yeah, it's just – you know, you just can't you can't do all that just by showing up to the game and not practicing and not right, putting right. extra shooting a thousand jump shots after you just played a a game and just waking up at four in the morning and just just and just doing that. Even all that stuff he did before he even got to the league. Imagine what he had to do to even get to the league, mm-hmm. right? Out of high school. Do you remember when he um, when he was uh, I believe it was his rookie year? In the lead, that's when he was Utah. Or it might have been the second year. Um, and they was, I think they was playing the playoff games, uh, playoff game, and he uh, shot an air ball. I remember that, and, yeah. Uh, as a matter of fact, I think he shot two air balls. That same, that same day um, after the, the game was over, he went straight to the gym. Right. And, and, and shooting up jumpers. Uh, some say he shot four or 500 jumpers that, that night before he – after the game, when he went home, so you know you what that tells me, Kobe did. He you know it's a saying that you have to um, work your plan, plan your work, and work your plan. 
Right. Plan your work and work your plan. You know, there's another saying that says uh, there's three type of peoples in this world. Those that watch things happen, those that make things happen, and those that wait for things to happen. Yes, sir. Which one Definitely. are you? Which right. one are you? You know, I like to make things happen through the grace of God. And, um, you know, I don't, don't want to, you know, sit around and, and watch things happen. Or, you know, I want to make things happen. And I don't want to, you know, just see things happen. I want to be the one that make things happen and that people see me making things happen. That gives me the mama mentality. Most definitely, man. Um, yeah, like just, yeah, you, if you're just sitting around waiting for things to happen, you're going to see things happen <laughs> to other people and you could be in the same position. You could be wondering why, like, wondering why you haven't progressed in life, you know? Mm-hmm. But you got to, like I said, trust in God and make things happen yourself with God. And, um, yeah, that's the only way you can make it work, man. And, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, you can't, you can't just wait for somebody to come and give you an opportunity. You have to, well, you have to do what you have to do, do what you have to do to let somebody even give you an opportunity. Like, you know, by you, by them seeing your work, that'll be the reason they'll give you an opportunity. They're not going to give you an opportunity just by you just sitting there, sit on the couch and just wait for them to ask you something. No, they're going to see what you've done before and be like, man, I've seen his hard work. It's worth that. Thing. I'm going to give him a shot. And whatever, whatever industry you're trying to get into, and for Kobe, it was basketball. It was the NBA. Mm-hmm. He worked hard in, in high school and before, even before that, playing basketball ever since he was who knows how old he was, you know, and just working that hard at a young age, him being able to get drafted in the NBA out of high school, that's just a big accomplishment. And then to live up to that, to the hype that he brought to the league, it was just amazing. And then the stuff that he was doing even after basketball, he was planning on doing with – and the rest of peace to his daughter, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing the um, had the um, the girls team, the Mamba League team, and um, you know, just yeah, man, he was often really doing some other great things. But you know, for the life he lived, he he accomplished a lot, and he made um, an impact on a lot of people's lives. And that's what we all have to do. Like we might not be um, recognized on a worldwide level, like Kobe. He's a He's an icon, but it's always going to be people that look up to you, no matter if it's on a local level, a state level, a national level. Um, we always got people that look up to us in some way. Mm-hmm. So it's always up, up to, it's up to us to create our legacy. And our legacy will be, remember, will be remembered by somebody, by some people. It might not be on a worldwide scale like Kobe or any other big figure in this world, but we all have a legacy that we have to leave behind that can inspire others behind us to be great too. So... That's all I get. That's all I got from you know. Just watching Kobe's life, man. So, mm-hmm. also, you know, if we may add that uh, Kobe, um, um, he captured the world. Exactly, you know, definitely did. He captured the world with a smile, and um, that's right down the line of our um, our clothing line, and what, and what we're trying to do, and what we do do. Is we capture the world with a smile, you know. The world is yours. You know you got to capture it, you know. And with the mama mentality, that gives you, and uh, once you once you, when you have the mama mentality, you're capturing the world. You're capturing the world with a smile, mm-hmm. you know. And um, I think that you know it's um, I think it's eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. Right. Eighty six thousand four hundred seconds in a day. And all of those seconds are precious, 
precious, precious seconds in a day. Now, what are you doing with your seconds in a day? Are you just sitting around, moping around, or doing nothing? No, I'm making things happen. I'm capturing the world uh, with a smile. I'm trying to get up every morning thanking God that I'm here. You know, so I think that what Kobe was doing, he was capturing the world with a smile. You know, the world was his. And it's, 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 he's telling everybody that you can have the mama mentality. And, and, and with that meaning and with that statement you just read off, with him, what he's telling the world why it's so important for an individual, not just on him, but an individual to have the mama mentality in their life. Most definitely, man. I definitely agree with you 100%. And, um, yeah, like that's in closing, um, this, you know, having the mama mentality can just be, you know, we all can incorporate that in our lives. And, um, and like what Kobe said, it's bigger than basketball. It's not just about sports, man. And, you know, even with what LeBron is doing, you know, LeBron is on that wave of um, being more than an athlete um, that's doing things outside of basketball and is trying to be great and try to inspire the next generation and trying to inspire people beyond basketball. Everybody not going to be able to make it to the NBA. So he's trying to inspire people just to do what you want to do in life and be great in whatever, whatever God-given talent that you have and use that to inspire more people behind you. And, um, yeah, I just feel like Kobe's legacy, um, it's a great one, and it's something that we can all follow behind and just, you know, make ourselves be great, man. And, um, you know, just rest in peace to – you know him and his daughter and those other seven passengers on the plane. I mean, I mean on the helicopter, and um, you know, just rest in peace to them and just prayers to their families and, and condolences to them all, man. And um, and all them, you know, the other victims. Um, I'm very well sure that they had a legacy that they left behind too with their families, with their friends, um, anybody that knew them. And um, and that's all we can do is just live our lives to the fullest and just. Be great. Exactly. Exactly. Uh, well said, son. Um, you know, God has uh, given us uh, uh, a duty and uh, has given us uh, uh, a task that we must complete. And um, what Kobe left behind and um, it was a great, it was a great tra tragic accident. Um, him and his daughter um, and the rest of the um, family members that lost their lives um, they have they I'm quite sure they have left a legacy behind too so we want to definitely um, reach out reach out to them and um, ask God to watch over them um, as they go as their family um, go through this hardship let them know that God will be there for them and um, we just uh, we just need to um, know that we can um, do all things to Christ. Christ Jesus will strengthen us. Yes, sir, man. Yes, sir. And um, yeah, man, that, that's pretty much it, man. So I'm in closing, man. That's like I said to all my uh, all the listeners, um, all the Spotify listeners, all the Apple Podcast listeners, YouTube listeners. Just thank y'all for. Uh, you know, keep rocking with us, man. And um, in 2020, um, you know, we we in January. It's been a hard. Well, I mean, we in February now, but it was it's been a hard, you know, first month of the year. 
And um, but you know, just gotta keep on moving and and just know that people that are no longer with us, just remember their legacies and just keep on moving and try to you know pave our own legacy. And um, on that note, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Dad, for coming out again. And I want to say, um, let y'all know that 2020 is going to be your best year yet. Amen. Amen. Most definitely. We're going to end it on that note right there. Um, this is David Carmichael II. And uh, this is, uh, I got my dad on the podcast, David Carmichael Sr. And David Carmichael Sr. is uh, uh, telling y'all thank you uh, and thank myself for this opportunity on this blessed uh February the second or the third? It's the the second. The second, February the second. Yes. Twenty twenty. Be blessed. Hey, going in like that, y'all be blessed as well, man. Y'all have a good one. Peace. Psalm ninety one over your life. Episode twenty three. Be out. I want to be the best. Simple and plain. That's why I play the game. But to be the best, you have to win. And that's what drives me. Drives me. Drives me. He's the best player in the game. It's just that simple. There's nothing that Kobe Bryant can't do. He will defend your best player. He will shoot from the perimeter. He will get all in your muck. He will do whatever it takes. He is the most complete basketball player in the game today, bar none. He has an assassin's mentality. I said this week, I said this when the trade went down, and I'll repeat it again. Who's starving more for an NBA World Championship more than Kobe Bryant? There is no one. This guy is highly motivated separates Kobe from the pack. From the pack. More than Kobe Bryant. There is no one. doing work. On my shirt, he the greatest on the court, and I'm the greatest on the verse. Going for the fourth ring like it was his first. Gotta get the gleam, do it for Kareem. Two foes so nice, my flow so mean. Catch me at the game, sitting next to Goldstein. Kobe Bryant, Nikes, purple gold strings. Kobe in the game, dunking on the team. Black, black Mamba, attack conquer. Basketball beast, rap, rap monster. Crossover good, a turnaround jumper. I just drive the lane and dunk on dunkers. You know where it's going, it's going down, yo. This is the lake show, but don't drown, though. I call him King Bryant, not let the crown show. I'm definitely, I'm just lost for words. I mean, he's amazing. Pass me the damn ball, I don't need a pick at all. And don't worry about my shot, cause I'ma get that all. Yeah, I drops 40 on your double team. Then I drive 81 on another team. Yeah, you better guard me with caution. And watch I work them like an auction. <laughs> no such thing as exhaustion. No time for resting. Cause I don't take breaks. I just break records. <laughs> and I prefer the ball with three seconds. And I bet we go in it all in three seconds. You did? That is a guarantee apparently. And please tell your defense don't ever I've been quoted saying that he's definitely the best player in our league. Um, to me, in my eyes, the best scorer in our in our in our league. And it's I mean, I don't know if it's another it's not another guy in this league that can accomplish some of the things that he's doing right now. Never take a day off. Catch you at the top of the key and get a J off. Baseline FaceTime. Tongue out like two three. Even two three gotta love how I do me. Practice while you sleep. Practice in my sleep. Straight out of high school. The brackets ain't for me. I will be jumping over you like I got a mattress at my feet and all field jackson things. You better be 
passing it to me I put the master in the piece Attack you like a beast And I am starving for victory And that means I'ma eat And when they ask you who's the best Then the answer should be me <laughs> Who's the best player in the NBA? Oh, it's still Kobe Bryant Really? Why? Because oh, you never know what you're going to get Call me Mr. Clutch or Mr. Automatic I can post them up All of them go get the alley I'm going for the ring I'm going for the ring I went to Beijing and came back with the bling Who they want? They want Kobe And what he want? He want the trophy The victory And the glory No Shaq No Robert Ory Now break them all Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant.